0: Hello everybody and welcome to Goldbridge Saves Football Podcast, have we got a bumper episode for you today. It's a bumper double Premier League week, it's a bumper Bank account deal for the Premier League with a massive new TV deal, which I'm not happy about. We're going to be talking the title race. We're going to be talking United falling off. We're going to be talking loads of either ors like David Gea or Ramsdale to Newcastle to replace Pope. We've got so much. We've got the normal game at the end, which is fantastic. We just don't have a name for it at the moment. Um, We've got Prat of the week. There are so many fantastic topics to get into on the show. And will fresh back from Madrid. Stalking Bellingham is here as well.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit weird, isn't it? I sometimes think you have to like, go for the wider context. And uh, I've traveled abroad as a 32 year old man to go and see a 20 year old child. Um, but no, brilliant. Very good. A little bit stressful. <laughs> he said. Got to the uh, got pitch side. It was like watching the movies of Dan, uh, but Bellingham. man. he's wearing a number five at Madrid. I was just watching him. And it was a fantastic experience, which I'll, I'll put out in a video one day.
0: It's almost like people think, well, that's the Birmingham reference done. But I can tell you it's not. There will be a hidden Birmingham reference later on in the show. But uh, we're going to start off with who'll be top at Christmas, that is all, which is basically what a title race. But before we get into the the brilliance of Liverpool and Arsenal and Man City, not so good. Um, also want to talk about Newcastle, Manchester United and, and the chasing pack because Brighton lost to Chelsea as well. But uh, Will's got a couple of things on the... Um, uh, agenda which I did not get no agenda but apparently got a couple of things you want to talk out at the start will here that you, you know any other business that you, you feel needs to be high up
1: yeah well I, th- I, I was quite disappointed with you at the, at the weekend uh, and, and your reaction to some of the decisions basically um, on right. Twitter um, you know you've been a big proponent of the clubs getting behind getting behind the clubs that even the ones you don't support so you know the Liverpool decision which was obvious the Arsenal one was a bit divisive but you backed Arsenal you backed the statement Manchester City obviously Grealish put through at the end Hooper blows up Pratt of the week I mean it's sorted but we'll get into it and we'll play the jingle Um, but You straight away...
0: I don't think he is Pratt of the week, by the way. Just a little bit of a spoiler for a little bit later. As much as that decision we are talking about literally right now, I genuinely think I've got a Pratt that can beat that Pratt. But carry on, Will. Well, I think my Pratt might beat that Pratt and your Pratt, so it could be a triple threat of Pratt's. But just back on Simon
1: Hooper, obviously, blows decision. It's a massive mistake. It could have cost Manchester City the winner. could cost them the title. And obviously, you've been so straight and direct with your response to this. So I went on your Twitter mm-hmm. feed, sat in Madrid Airport. I couldn't believe my eyes. Honestly, disappointed, shocked. Um, and you were Have just you got any of about, these
0: tweets to read out?
1: Um, well, you were basically just saying that Manchester City you need to be fined for the way that their players reacted to the referee. That was the first couple of tweets. No yep. mention of the decision. And to be honest, I think you're a big hypocrite.
0: I also said, leave the poor referee alone. He's just yep. doing his job. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm very proud of myself because I've even got you. You know, sometimes you dop, you dip your rod in the pool and you catch no a chance. big guppy fish. And uh, I've caught Will the fish as well yeah look to be honest with you a lot of it was just reveling in man city's pain because they've had so many decisions go their way this year kovacic should have been sent off twice the offside against fulham there's so many things that have got the penalty in the manchester derby that wasn't a penalty um and i just thought well there's a taste of your own medicine because they've been telling everyone for weeks i didn't i didn't see many man city fans sticking up for arsenal or liverpool so i thought you know Mm. what there's a taste of your own medicine however However, of course, now that I've I've dished out some Doctor Goldbridge medicine, um, sounds weird. That of course, yeah, it does sound weird. Uh, of course, I'll it's a, it's a horrific it's a horrific decision. But I will defend myself and everybody else who agrees with me in the sense that it's not a VAR decision. I've been fighting for the we've been fighting for on the podcast that you know switch VAR off. That technically wasn't VAR, we'll talk about it in more depth in a moment, but it it technically wasn't VAR, it was human error.
1: Yeah, but I think that the main thing as well as VAR is the substandard performance of the referees and the talent that's come in. And, you know, I say about it with the EFL, even when I was in Madrid, the referees in La Liga, the, the guy they had at the weekend was absolutely stinking. So I just think that the whole standard of officiating ties into the VAR stuff. And for you to be, you know, you're back in Hooper there. and I'm not back that, in Hooper. You were, you if were that back happened in to Man
0: United, if that, if that happened to Man United, I'd still be ranting now. Like two days later, it was a horrific decision. He's a he's a contender for Pratt of the Week, but it was an opportunity to banter Man City fans, which which mm. doesn't come around very often. You know, it doesn't come around very often. And uh, God, did I enjoy it. Anyway, um, let's just before we talk about this title race, because what a title race it is. And I want to talk about Arsenal-Liverpool and bring them into the conversation. uh, Because I think I and many listeners at home will be saying Will is probably miserable because Goldbridge is going to win. Who will be top at Christmas? Because he said Liverpool. And yeah, Will said Man City. So we all all know what's really going on here. But surely even uh, one thing I will apologise for, Will, and I think you'll be happy about this one, mate, is that uh, a certain (laughs) Australian... Uh, had a very good tactical uh, 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 show against uh, Pep Guardiola at the weekend.
1: You've managed to mix Australian Cockney and Indian into one accent, which I don't think ever been done before. Oh, but bloody well have, Cobber.
0: Apples um, and pears.
1: I, to be fair, I've called you a hypocrite. I'm a massive hypocrite. You go back to the Friday show, uh, I was putting Manchester City players in there because I was like, it's going to be a goal fest. And it was a goal fest, but I, mm. I was thinking 5-6, probably in the favour of Manchester City. There was a great clip before the game of um, a journalist asking Big Ange if he was going to alter his philosophy going into the game, and he just looked at him stern in the eyes, and he was like, "What do you think, mate?" And he was just like, "This is his philosophy." And to be honest, I thought they get battered. And watching back the highlights, one what a game they could have done. Yeah, they, they could have done. I mean, the, I think the XG, what was it like, three point five? Man City. I think Erling Haaland had better XG than all of Man, uh, Tottenham's chances, but. He did it. He did it his way and it was, it's great to see because not only have we really, really got a title race now, stops the rot for them three defeats in a row and to get a point away at Manchester City with, what, 10 first team is out, another back four full of full backs. Yeah. I'm just bloody loving life, you old can.
0: Well, You know what? I think that I'm not going to go to town on Spurs because I think in the first half they could have been 4-1 down. Let's not forget Haaland missed a couple of sitters. But the way he changed it at half-time, they were the better team in the second half and I agree with you. I think that they probably deserved a little bit of luck, Spurs. They've had a bit of bad luck over the last few weeks. Um, They don't deserve to. I mean, if they'd lost that game and a couple of results had gone the other way I think they would have been dropping down to like 7th or something, which is just ridiculous. I hope they can hang around for the 4th over Christmas and that'll give them an an enormous sense of well-being and uh, I I think that they they deserve that so I'll give them some credit but um, back to the title race Um, Man City but some of some people will listen to this podcast and they'll know the result from Man City's trip to Aston Villa on Wednesday night we don't know that but uh, I'm hoping with Villa's home record and the lack of Rodri which we've spoken in previous weeks there is a potential to drop points here for Man City again and we saw Liverpool and Arsenal at the weekend especially Liverpool will the, the way that they 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 found those wins um and everybody expected them to beat Fulham but these are these are the banana skins in a title race that Liverpool overcame and Arsenal stormed into a 2-0 lead against a good Wolves side and Wolves scored and and they got a narrow win as well so it went really really well uh, in a weekend where we would have pretty much assumed all three wins
1: yeah i think, I think- with with all the defeats that Manchester City have had this season, and with all the injuries that Spurs had, it's probably one of the biggest sort of drop points that, that they're going to have. Especially when you look back at all those stats, when we look at the XG and the chances that they created. So, I mean, going to Villa Park, you know, as much as I hate to say it, with what their home record is, what was it, fifteen, sixteen wins in a row? Um, I I think that is going to be a proper juicy game on Wednesday, and probably I would like Villa to win it again, to be honest, because I want, I, like we said before, we've not had a three, when was the last time we had a th- proper three horse race? Probably, what was it? Um, it Leicester Tottenham Arsenal, a bit of that, but we've not had a three horse race for ages. So just give me a Villa no. win, which is something that makes me feel a little bit sick.
0: Yeah. And I think looking at, you know, looking at Liverpool at the weekend and looking at Arsenal, I think there was two standout things for me as well. one, we've been very complimentary and and I think most people are in relation to Alison and he's, you know, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world. I really do. And I think that showed at the weekend because I was actually talking to Ben Foster about this and he was saying, well, I don't think Keller Keller can do a lot more on those goals. And I said, well, the first two, I think Alison saves them. And he was like, well, yeah, I do as well. And I said, but so, they missed Allison, and he said, "Well, yeah, but Ali- that's just that's because Allison's so good. He probably he will make those saves. Whereas a normal goalkeeper, it's not that Kelleher's bad; he's just not as good as Alisson. And then Arsenal with Jesus back with Martinelli and Saka and Odegaard, they look like the Arsenal of the start of last season. The, the, the first two goals they scored as well. So I think that's encouragement for Liverpool and Arsenal because Arsenal probably haven't been free flowing in their attack this season so far, and haven't really used Jesus as much because of injury and form. And then Liverpool. I mean, I think that, that's just, we can win without Alisson. And uh, I think that they are heading towards that huge game on the 23rd of December at Anfield. And I think that's going to be, Will, and I'm going to christen it, the who will be top at Christmas Cup.
1: Well, could we go even further? Who will be who will win the Premier League?
0: No, that's ridiculous. You don't win the league at Christmas.
1: Well, I... I generally, When you look at those fixtures, and I hate to dow- bow down to the Church of Goldbridge, but I think Liverpool will be top now just because their next fixtures are Sheffield United away, Chris Wilder back in charge, but still no hope. Crystal Palace away. You lost out on your prediction there for Roy Hodgson to be the first manager to be sacked. Paul bottom. Is it official? Yeah. As of it was record? always an outside. Not, not official. Official, yet. You is that is that the rumour
0: with Sheffield United? That it's? Gonna, I know he's going to get sacked, but it's going to be Chris Wilder, is it? That's the yeah, he's
1: the favourite as of recording Monday night. Um, Liverpool, Man United, easy Liverpool win, and then just because Liverpool are at home against Arsenal, I think that puts them favourite. So that's 12 points out of the next four, and Mm. I don't want you to sing the song, so I think they will be top at Christmas.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I do. And I think we've got a a fantastic uh, uh, title race on our hands there. Um, I want to just bring in here as well. uh, We're going to talk about Newcastle a little bit and the the brilliance of them at the weekend. And they had a bit of a shaky start. Um, Do we think that anybody else can get into uh, this title race? I mean, look, Villa at the weekend. I think they showed why they can't be in a title race, Will, because... They they've got no right to be in one. I respect Villa. I think they're in a top four race, and I think that's incredible for them. I think sometimes we're eager to throw people into title races, and it and 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 they're not. They've never been in a in a proper top four race, and I think that's where Villa and Spurs are looking to be. But Newcastle, fourteen games played. Um, seven points off the top it's probably already a little bit too much and obviously we're going to talk about uh, the injury situation for them but they've been so impressive in recent weeks Uh, I think they're on a great run I can't remember somebody was on about it at the weekend about how many games in a row that they've won recently but it's um, do, do we rule them out of a title race Newcastle?
1: The interesting one with Newcastle is it's going to be when it gets to January, isn't it? So that we know the wealth that they've got, we're going to come on to maybe one of their signings to replace Nick Pope, which could happen quite instantaneous. I think the whole Saudi Arabia sort of link with the clubs out there that's going to be interesting because they could lit in January they could literally bring in anyone, and I don't say that lightly. Like obviously not Messi, but maybe from a Ronaldo. Neymar, anyone could come in and it wouldn't shock me to be honest because they have got the wealth the links to do anything they want so they've acclimatised the Champions League European football, I hope they get through and, and can go to the knockout stage um, but they've acclimatised the European football maybe, maybe a, that, that is a team innit? it under anyhow. I mean you'll come on to it, that is a team from, they bought, uh, also coming to That's Football, I had a chat with uh, Bruno Gamares and Joe Linton last week, that's coming to yeah, That's I'm Football to that. soon Great lads. Uh, I could be in that midfield three with them two, absolutely purring. But I think. um, Did you speak to
0: Joe Linton, did you?
1: Yeah, Bruno Gamares and Joe Linton, just the three of us, just chilling.
0: Oh, I thought I didn't. I knew you had Bruno Gamares there, but I thought it was just like, I don't know, Dan Byrne or something. I didn't realize it was Joe Linton. Oh, that's good. I'm looking forward to that even more now.
1: No, thank you. Um,
0: But yeah, January. Yeah,
1: lovely (laughs) stuff. January would be the tell, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, so Newcastle have won their last six Premier League games in a row at home. Um, since Liverpool beat them, um, they've won their last six. They've struggled a little bit away. I was just looking there. Obviously, they lost to Bournemouth recently, didn't they? But then that Bournemouth have just taken a point off Villa, so let's not right off Bournemouth. But yeah, I think for Newcastle, they're probably not a title. I think it's a three-horse race. That's what I was trying to say. But another devastating blow. I mean, let's let's bring Manchester United into this because they're definitely not in a title race. You 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 you've got quite an interesting uh, theory or, or, or opinion. On the Manchester United situation, because obviously Manchester United sells clicks. Um, people say, "Well, you run the United Stand," but I support Manchester United, as does everyone on the show. But and what I'm talking about is the wider media will always talk about Manchester United, and um, but I but I actually do agree with it. Will I think that you know there's 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 talk coming out tonight from Sky that. Ten Hag's lost 50% of the dressing room. I didn't know we were doing uh, polls on that. I mean, is that something that you're not to do every Monday as part of the uh, Employee uh, Satisfaction Awards? Are you behind the manager this Monday? Yeah. <sighs> no, I didn't play at the weekend. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. But there is, a, I believe there's a crisis, but you, you don't necessarily think there is.
1: Maybe it's like when you go to the toilets at the airport and it's got them five smiley faces and you have to click which one that you think uh, Ten Hag sits under. But... Um... It's it was it's the two incidents really wasn't it sort of the what uh, one was on pitch but not in game with the the martial sort of chatting back to Eric Ten Hag and then the clip that got picked up from Marcus Rashford uh, what was he saying like what the fuck am I doing here or something to that effect um, so those incidents have been picked up and it just ties into that wider thing but on a Newcastle one Manchester United nil going into the weekend I'd probably say. Newcastle, have, well, they did underperform in terms of scoring those goals. And you went into that. But I just thought, yeah, well, it's a pretty standard result. Um, and I think it's about where Manchester... Deep, I, know, I hate deep. to jump in
0: here, Will. I hate, no, to, no. I hate to be Roy Keane and, and treat you like Mika Richards at the weekend. Because <laughs> I, felt, I felt really sorry for Mika at the weekend. And he might be listening because he does like the podcast, apparently. I, I think, he, I think Mika, Richards, Mika Richards has got some really good points. And he, they would not let him talk. You know, I felt, like, I felt like, let him speak, Roy. Let him speak, Jamie, because he kept starting and it would just jump in. And I realise I'm doing that to you there. But but really? I, I sort of agree with you. I think Man United have won five of the last seven. But then you look at the quality of the opposition. And, and I think the big thing for me is that Newcastle should have probably won three or four nil. One nil's not bad. You're right. But it, 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 Newcastle aren't winning the league. They're not in a title race. We've just said that. They will be. They're on the trajectory to that in the next few years. But they were so much better than Manchester United. And therefore, you know, where are Man United? They're probably sixth, seventh best club in England. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Um, and, and the Rashford yeah, thing for me... Go on, sorry. Do you not
1: just have to accept... I think that If you could say, if there was a clear plan of like that, hopefully with Jim Radcliffe coming in and in Ineos, and that goes, right, this is the four, three-year plan where you know right for the next 2 years you're going to have to eat shit and like it because we're going to have to get some rid of the get rid of the aging players get some of the players that we don't want to be here we're just going to have to cut those losses and this is the blueprint going forward but you are going to have to suffer and you can swallow that a bit more
0: yeah 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 you can do and i think it's uh i just think it's a fatigue after 10 years that united fans and the media just look the media you know what i think about the media i've played the game they they they're playing the same game they've been playing for 30, 40 years. It's rinse and repeats. It's uh it's like the four seasons. Oh, after autumn comes the winter, and then it's spring. And they, they they with Man United they don't give a toss about the fact that sacking another manager won't do any good. They look at it and go, well, we'll get a new manager in. That's a load of news. You know, do well. That's a load of news. Then it starts going badly break him down, get him sacked, that's load of news and go again. That's what the media will do. But United fans have started doing that. And I think that's dangerous because just because we've had bad 10 years, look at the cycle. New manager comes in, bit of a bounce, starts to go wrong, sack him. New manager comes in, bit of a bounce. You know, maybe it's time we just did what, what Will said there and just go, look, we don't get rid of the toxic players that have sacked three or four managers. That's yeah. what needs to happen at Manchester United. Um, but look, Rashford's had a lot of shit, um, Will, and uh, I know they picked up on him on the on the sideline, saying, you know, what the fuck am I doing here? But I actually thought, you know, that's not that bad. I mean, the amount of times I've been on a night out and you, you've been really looking forward to it, and then you go out and there's a few people you don't want to be there, and people are acting like prats, and you just think, what am I doing here? I, I, you yeah. know, I'm better than this. What, what, what's going on? And I think that I think Rashford, as bad as he was, was probably looking at it and going. What am I doing here? Like you know, all right, he didn't run around a lot, but it's not like he was getting loads of the ball. And United a, a, attack, attack, attack. The midfield and the defense were crap as well. So yeah, but um, well, that ties in. Newcastle I I were really what, impressive. Jeremy
1: Carriger, sorry, I think Jamie Carragher made a really Go good on. point on that as well, didn't he? About saying that you are held to different standards as a local lad. Like he had it with Stevie G. Mm. Uh, and himself at Liverpool when they were playing crap. Trent had it a bit the other year. When you're a local lad, there's more pressure on your shoulders that you take on and you've almost got to be, even if you're not the captain, you're like an ambassador of the club, you're an ambassador of the people and you have to sort of live with that a bit more and they were obviously comparing him a bit to Martial and saying like he's throwing his toys out the pram a bit but you have to, you know, you're a local lad, you have to live life as a as a fan and project that on the pitch a little bit more.
0: I've played the game. Um that was just a random one, absolutely. actually. Um but no, I think um I think with Newcastle. Um, let's give them a bit of credit because they deserve a massive... Yeah. I, I was I I loved the way they played against us and that's from somebody who hates it, but um, hates United losing. But interesting, I mean, a bit of an either-or here. I mean, we've got to give a shout-out to Nick Pope. I think he's um, a very, very good goalkeeper and Newcastle fans absolutely adore him. I don't know what the uh, prognosis is for it, but speaking to Watto today, he uh, used to be playing golf for Barnsley, And uh, uh, obviously, ex-England goalkeeping coach, he said that could be six. It could be a season ender, could be a couple of months. Um, The interesting thing for Newcastle is, as you've said, they've got money and there are a couple of goalkeepers actually available. And there's not not a lot of teams that are looking for goalkeepers in January. But Aaron Ramsdale, David De Gea, it will destroy me if David De Gea goes to Newcastle. I mean, that. That could be the end of Ten Hag if David de Gea goes there, and I tell you what, he's better than Nick Pope. And the, David de Gea's big weakness is probably his distribution, but it's not really Nick Pope's strength. So, and he's free. I mean, that I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope they go. I, I, I say go and get Ramsdale because I don't want to see David de Gea playing for Newcastle. It would hurt too much.
1: Um, I just can't see. I can't see them getting Ramsdale purely for the back because I don't think Arsenal will sell Ramsdale to Newcastle. And then, like you said, David De Gea is a free agent. And if there's if he can go to Newcastle, probably finish above Manchester United, get Champions League mm. football again next season, that is a real kick into the dick. Kick in the dick. Kick into the dick. You can have a bit of both. Um, uh,
0: and I just, yeah, I, it just makes sense, surely. Well, it does. And I suppose this is how it works in life, isn't it? You know, it's not, life's not a power play. Not, and, and, and quite right. Life, life is the name of the game. And if the way Man United treated David De Gea, it was like, we're Man United. We don't want you anymore. We're getting an honour. We're not keeping you. Well, right. David De Gea takes the message and goes, I'm David De Gea. Newcastle need a goalkeeper. I'm going to go and play for them. We're going to finish above you up yours and and that that life can work like that sometimes you think you you got the cards and you don't have the cards and as fans i think united fans who wanted to keep the hair it's a real kick in the teeth but i have to say that's a personal kick in the teeth if you ca- can you kick yourself in the teeth i don't think you can i think it's you like can you give go. yourself a you know yeah i don't i don't, I don't think a if, you ca- if you can't give yourself a if you can't give yourself a you know what i don't think you can kick yourself in the mouth but maybe somebody can um but I have to say, David De Gea has not got any... Lo- David De Gea should go and play for Newcastle if it gets offered to him. I just hope he doesn't. And he's better than Ramsdale.
1: Yeah, I, yeah I, there's no way Ramsdale's going... To, uh, the interesting one is where does Ramsdale go from here as well? Because he's not going to get... He's a top six Premier League goalkeeper, but he's not going to get a Premier League top six move. So is it abroad? And like, he'd be wanting to play... I really feel for this Euros... Maybe just because Southgate will keep Pickford as number one, but he had a real shot if he carried on that momentum to be number one. So where does yeah. he go? Like It must be a move abroad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, let's just uh, bring in here as well at this point. Um, um, uh, I, want, I want to keep this one back, actually, probably until next week. Chelsea. Chelsea beat Brighton, got Man United midweek, got a game at the weekend. Let's just keep this for a future podcast. Could Chelsea get back in the race for top four? It's not as... I can see Will. He's stunned. He can't even speak. But let him speak um, next week. Because I, I think Chelsea got a big week. I, I wouldn't trust them to do it. But I think if they win the next two, they could be an outsider for top four. Keep an eye on that one. A Goldbridge, Goldbridge hint. But I want to talk about this TV deal, Will. we? This podcast is called Goldbridge Saves Football. And that's what we do. What are your thoughts on this TV deal? 2029, biggest TV deal done yet. Um, gen- this is what we do here. Get in the comments as well. I want to. Know- this is going to be your big talking point this week. We read the comments. We bring them into the show. We're going to bring some in a minute. But what are your thoughts at home as well? This new TV deal goes to 2029. It's massive. Is it good? Is it bad? I've got my thoughts, but Will's going to give us his.
1: I just don't understand why uh, there's been, and I've probably only really delved deep into this with, Uh, maybe a Tifo video and Simon Jordan talking about it on TalkSport. But if Premier League were to take on the Netflix model, I think they can definitely, maybe if not double, they're Mm. basically going to make a load more money if they can do the the Netflix model. And the Premier League is a much bigger brand than Sky Sports. So uh, one, it ties into the 3pm blackout because it doesn't look like that's going to be going anywhere. And two, it's just the Premier League doesn't need Sky Sports going forward. It can make the clubs a lot more money, not that they need it. But maybe further down the pyramid, that, that can be better as well. So I imagine where we're going to be with technology in 2029. That is oh, no. six years away. So six years away and we're still going to be having to buy Imagine the price of the subscription for Sky Sports Premier League in 2029. It's going to be about 350 mm. quid per game to see Luton and Crystal Palace. So I, I don't understand it. Uh, it's, it feels off something weird to me.
0: Yeah I I'm 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 very unhappy about this and look I'd put this up there with VAR it's just it needs it, it there's a lot of speculation behind it and people probably don't care about it as much because their team didn't not get a penalty but for me this is this is disgraceful uh, on many many levels a TV deal that's going to run for another 6 years this reminds me a little bit of um imagine like a vintage car that everybody likes on reputation and you go there and you know everything there is to know about future demographics, future technology, social media, and you walk and knock on the door and you say, I can make this make you a hell of a lot more money and be far more appealing to everybody. No, do not not interested because everyone will buy our car anyway because they know the name. And that, that's what this deal feels like. It, it's, not, it's, it's not anti-competitive because, of course, there are TNT, BT, and they'll sell it around the world. Not that BT Sky, but it, it, it's just not—it's not imaginative. It's not looking forward. As you say, there's an amazing amount of stuff that could be done with the with, with the new TV deal around. You know, uh, virtual season tickets where you can buy them for specific clubs and watch every single game. Uh, Technology. um, There's still a massive amount of games that are not on telly. telly. Like look at the week. Look at yesterday. uh, Sorry, Sunday. Crystal Palace West Ham was the game. We missed Brighton Chelsea and Liverpool Fulham that were fantastic games. And you can't watch them in the UK. Disgrace. The 3pm blackout, you can't watch a game of football in the Premier League at 3pm in the UK. Disgrace. If Bournemouth are playing at home and you're an Arsenal fan, you're like, there's only 1,000 tickets available. So that means that hundreds of thousands of Arsenal fans can't legitimately, legally, watch a game of football. Now, they'll find a way, but then they get they get criticised for that. its It's draconian. It's a bloody dictatorship. It's a disgrace. And we've got at least another six years of this. So, and also, subscription prices are going to go up because it's a record deal. So they've got to make their money somehow. So we're going to pay a hell of a lot more for a system that's archaic. Um, and that's not to mention, Will, the fact that the, the the quality of the Premier League is diluting with more games and more injuries.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, you you speak to an American fan who's like has the NFL, and you say to them, uh, this weekend you can't see the Arsenal game. I mean. I mean, they go overboard. I think they had their first ever Black Friday game with the commercial deals. They have Thursday night football, Saturday, uh, Sunday night football, Monday night football. But you can view everything, like the way they do red zone over there. Imagine if we had a UK goal show over here. Imagine if Soccer Saturday was just goals, 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 goals. You could see them coming in live. I mean, the show would be absolutely amazing. And then I, I was in the pub the other week and there was Americans in there and the guy was having to explain Gillette Soccer Saturday to them, which over here we're so accustomed mm. to. But she was like, "So you can't see, you can see them talking about the goals, but you can't see the goals coming." in and she's like, "Yeah, because there's a three pm blackout." I mean, it, it, like you said, it she is she Australian as well. Yeah, she. I love them, late. Um, mm. but you, you just, it's just you can't. Fa- when you actually take a step back, it is absolutely mental. I
0: again, I, I put it up there with VAR. I just think people don't think about it enough, and they just we just go along like sheep but you're going to pay a hell of a lot more for a hell of a lot less and actually it's 2023 we should have wall-to-wall football you should be able to go online buy a virtual pass and watch any game you want in packages as well you should be able to buy the whole weekend or the whole month or two club season passes or you know it's mix and match The technology's there. We see it with Netflix and Prime and Sky and everything's there. You can go BritBox and get all your comedies. But on football, you'll get what we tell you. It's it's bloody draconian. You'll get what we tell you you're going to get. This weekend, you can legally watch Man United play Everton and Crystal Palace play West Ham. You're not watching anything else and we're going to charge you double the money in 2028. What a disgrace.
1: What a disgrace. just on that though, as well, you, you speak about like the club-specific season passes, and a lot of people's criticism to that will be, well, Liverpool are out revenue, uh, you know, Arsenal are out revenue, the smaller teams for that. Well we've been doing a bit of work down Solihull Moors, and obviously that they bought that in at the National League level, where Wrexham uh, like sort of changed it so um, people could get a National League TV pass, and obviously Wrexham made great revenue on that. But the guys at Solihull Moors also said like the sort of not not maybe the kickback, but the sort of general appeal of the league, just put them on a map and gave them new eyes that that, that they wouldn't see as well. So they got the benefit mm. of that as well. So that, that you can't just throw that one stick at people saying, oh, Arsenal will just going out and outdo it. Because also, if Arsenal are playing Luton, Luton win 1-0, you'd, little Jimmy could be sat at home with a five-year-old and he'd be like, that's it, Carlton Morris has just scored and it's Luton for me. So I, I really do think there's so many models we should be looking at.
0: Yeah, and also, yeah, Liverpool and Man United are successful and they're always going to be successful because they're big clubs. That's just survival of the fittest. But ultimately as well, look at Brighton over the last couple of years. This is Goldbridge saves football. We like all football. I want to watch Brighton. I'm not just going to get a Man United season pass and say I'm not watching anything else. I'm still going to watch Brighton. I'm still going to watch these teams. I'm still going to get other passes. I'm still going to put money into the into other clubs. It's, it's, it's draconian. It really is. It's disgraceful. Um, let's move on because I'll just talk about this for hours. Uh, shall we do Pratt of the Week? You're a Pratt. He's a Pratt. She's a Pratt. They're whiny. Now it's time for Pratt of the Week.
1: One, two, three. Yeah, Pratt of the Week. I've got a few contenders. I mean... Simon Hooper's been nominated and I think we've covered that but do you want to start with your one that you said was going to top trumpet?
0: Yeah well I don't know the name of the I don't know the name of the referee. Um I I will get that while I ramble around but again I think this is what this podcast is all about. It's about other clubs, it's about being even handed and I think yesterday I saw a horrific bit of officiating and yes it you're right it was um the Hooper one which we'll talk about um well, we may as well do it now. Um, But there is another one as well. I think the Hooper one for me, the thing I would say is a prat is because <laughs> it, it's human error. It's not VAR. And when I saw yeah. the Man City fan players running around him, I was laughing because I was like, "You can't change it." Like it was almost like they thought. I think this is almost how footballers have become indoctrinated when there's an injustice. Go to VAR. Go to the. Well, you can't. What? What? Even if I'm proven wrong, what am I going to do, Jack? Take the ball again and let's start. Like, you you know he's made a decision and I like this. You see it in the championship all the time. I hate the VAR and the way it slows it down. But as soon as he makes that decision, it's over. He's made that decision and and you look at it and you just go, I don't even know how his brain's worked there. I mean, literally, you see the foul on Haaland. He says play on, the ball goes through and it's almost like his brain goes, oh shit, they might score here. Yeah, Yeah, that's the whole point of the advantage rule. So... Yeah, he's a Pratt. He really is a prat. But there was another one. I mean, is there anything you would add to, add to the Hooper thing? Because I know you, you were outraged by it.
1: No, I just it was 80% right. He it? It does so well to sort of play the advantage in that play situation, off. in the high-pressure situation, pull the whistle away from his mouth. You've Hooper, you've done it. Gra- in terms of officiating, that's scoring a 90th-minute winner, back post header. Hooper, you've done it. Guy marking you from the start-off. A star for Hooper. Hang on a minute. What's he done here? Down to an F. Uh, He's not suspended, though, which I think is a good thing because suspending just puts more profile highlight on them and more pressure on them, which they don't need. So, yeah, I'm interested to find out your next one. Well, it's
0: Thomas Brammel. I don't know whether you've heard of this referee before. 33. Has he come from the Championship? I don't know. I've never heard of this referee, if anyone else has as well. But he's a contender for Pratt of the Week. And look, if he's a young up-and-coming referee, again, let's not be too unfair considering Hooper made a big mistake and it can happen but basically first half books a Bournemouth player a few minutes later Bournemouth player grabs hold of a LF player's shirt pulls him to the ground it's a second yellow card he doesn't give it Bournemouth end up getting a draw and I thought but this this is wrong like uh, it's almost like the referee has done something we've all done where they go oh if I give him a second yellow card I've got to send him off no I won't do it and it's such an injustice. It is such a Pratt thing to do because that is not your decision to make as a referee. You can't be subjective in that way in the sense that, oh, I don't really want to send him off. He's literally committed the most yellow card foul there is. He's pulled someone's shirt and took him to the ground. That's a yellow card. He had to get sent off. Aston Villa end up not playing against 10 men for at least 45 minutes and having to get a late equaliser. And I just think it didn't get the focus. And that's what we're here for. It didn't get the focus that the Man City Spurs one got. But in its own way, it's just as in, in, in some ways, it's actually worse because I don't think Jack Grealish scores anyway. I think he would have been caught. But that's 45 minutes against 10 men. So in some ways it's worse, Will.
1: No, sounds like a good lad to me. I think he's got a promising career ahead of him and I could see him really, you know... Oh, the Blue Nose and you
0: just came rising to the surface.
1: (laughs) What a hypocrite. Um, My one for me, speaking of Blue Nose, actually the first nomination since he became Birmingham manager, Wayne Rooney. Uh, It's getting a bit... Not toxic's the word. Last week, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into it because time is precious, but the club did an amazing thing. It was called like a clubhouse where the owner of the club, yeah, um, right. Gary Cook, who's the CEO, unbelievable, like really transparent. We've not had that. We go down to the dressing room, there's like 100 select fans. Wayne Rooney's in there doing the presentation of how he wants to play. Great. Beach effort, Wednesday, he bit before. Draw it home to Rotherham. It was a really bad performance, by all accounts. I've only seen the highlights, so they were pretty much the lowlights of Birmingham. But just some of the comments that Rooney's coming out with of like uh, players need to grow some balls. They're not used to uh, some of it. Uh, basically, about talking playing in front of the fans and the level and the standard that they're at. And it's just very like right. Not no, no matter what time of what I'm trying to say is. I just worry about the way it's going because Ray Mooney, great footballer. I just feel like he's got to Birmingham and I was speaking to a mate who's a Derby fan as well and he felt it a little bit where we know you're a great footballer. You are probably better than all of these players still around you, but we can't do anything about that and it's just creeping in a lot and I just feel, I feel like it's only going to go one way, but I want it to sort of come back the other way.
0: I nearly fell asleep then. Um yeah, that's Will's <laughs> contender and uh for Pratt of the Week. Um I honestly Wayne can't Rooney's give a, a vote massive on footballer.
1: That.
0: Yeah. Well look, it'd be interesting to see how it goes, but yeah. Anyway, um Pratt of the Week. I think you've got to give it I think we've I, th- I think we've tried Oh sorry, one last I...
1: nomination, actually.
0: Go on. Yeah.
1: Um. Obviously, last week you were fucking going on about the jingle left, right, and that. Oh, I want to keep it, but should we get rid of it? Really, like a lay. Really, fear- some fans are a bit fearful. Actually, people texting me going, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Calm down." You said you were going to do a poll about the jingle. I am. Uh,
0: instead, you said I am. No, but you're putting it from last week. Today. No, but we're doing it today. No. I, 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 the, no. I held off on it because I thought you were going to cry about it being up there. No. But now I've seen no. the comments. I'm doing the poll this week. Jingle Pratt of the Week. Do you want to keep it? Vote in the poll on Spotify. It will be there today. I just just had to sort Mm. something out contractually with Will, who had this weird clause (laughs) because he sang it that um, he officially has to be the the judge and jury on it. But he's agreed to put it to a poll because he knows what's going to happen. The the poll has to stay. But um, no, I think we've got to give it to Simon Hooper, Pratt of the Week.
1: Yeah, agreed. But it's like one of them ones, you, you give it to him. But a human error, like you said. And, you know, hope you get on better, Simon. But he is Pratt of the Week. You're a Pratt, he's a Pratt, she's a Pratt,
0: they're whiny. Now it's time for Pratt of the Week.
1: One, two, three.
0: So there you go. Uh, And also, don't forget the poll. You can vote. Get rid of the jingle Pratt of the Week or keep the jingle Pratt of the Week. I'm with everybody else. Somebody said we need more jingles. Yeah, we do. Uh, Uh, Who'll be top at Christmas? That is all. But anyway, I want to bring in some... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've got a crap... We need a name for this quiz that we do on a Tuesday. Um, we really do need a name. not either Someone- or yet. I know, I know, I know, I know that. I'm just, I'm just building up the quiz, but we do That's need right. a name for it. So if anyone wants to get into the questions and topics on um, Spotify, um, we've got Goldbridge on a Friday, but we need one for this. Um, but just talking about Spotify, some, some very interesting comments this week that I just wanted to read out that sort of feed into either ors, and I know you've got some. Um, this, was, uh, this was from somebody called Goldbridge, w- which isn't me, and they basically said oh, Mark's, God, fan- yeah. Mark, Mark's fantastic and has a sexier voice than the late great... Terry Wogan and I tell you what he had a very sexy voice so um, I'm very very pleased with that, that Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've also had one from uh, this was quite interesting you can answer this one Will uh, this is from uh, Ajon who says Mark's mind in Messi's body or Messi's mind in Mark's body either or
1: Mark's mind in Messi's body or Messi's mind I'd like to see your mind in Messi's body for sure
0: I think that's the definite winner. Messi in my body would just, you can't turn my body, you can't, it doesn't matter. He can't do it. The body ain't going to do it. And he, no. he's not very good at jokes and analogies. So he's just going to mess up the whole Goldbridge brand. Whereas my mind in Messi's body, I, I hate to say it, I think Messi would actually be even better if that's even possible. Yeah. So very interesting one there. Uh, we also had one coming in from, um, I think this came in for, I've wrote it down badly. I, I apologize if it's you. I think it's Ollie. He says, um, who scores more goals, Rasmus at City or Haaland at United? What a good question that is from the chat. This is the sort of stuff we want from you because it's a, it's a good one. So more go- who scores more goals if Rasmus is at City and Haaland is at United? Go Will and then me.
1: So, it's a bit like, so yeah, but based on the knowledge that Haaland is, I don't think Hoyland scores more than Haaland did last year. And I think Haaland scores more than, yeah. Not I think Haaland scores more than my, I think Haaland scores more at Manchester United.
0: (laughs) Um, I think you're you're completely wrong. If Hoyland was at Man City, he would score way more goals than Haaland would at United. If they swap... Yeah, obviously. That's the question. question. Well, you know what? um,
1: Would I score more at Manchester City um, or would you score more
0: at Aston Villa? No, no, I, but this is. Haaland's the best striker in the world. So, what the point is, if you put the best striker in the world at Man United and you put Hoyland at Man City, who would score more goals? And it would be Hoyland at Man City. And that's the point. Man United don't provide chances for strikers, even if you've got the best striker in the world. Next, either or. That didn't go the way I wanted it to. No. That's a bit obvious, that one. Um, big uh,
1: the comparisons at the weekend. We brought him up a little bit as well, but no, one, one you wanted to get into. He's in my fantasy team. He's scoring. He's got a streak as hot as The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Anthony Gordon versus Marcus Rashford. Um, who would you pick right now? And also, I mean, we spoke about it so much, but where does Rashford's future lie?
0: Also, well, I suppose it's not just Gordon versus Rashford. For, for, for the, there's also the England element. I mean, we know Southgate likes to pick his favourites and therefore Rashford's safe, but really, Gordon should be in the England squad and Rashford shouldn't be in it. Because on form, at the moment, Gordon's playing better than Rashford. I don't think Gordon's gone past Rashford yet in relation to top, when when both players are playing at their best. I think when Rashford's hot, he's still better than Gordon. The problem is, Gordon's at the start of his career and probably has a higher ceiling and also looks a lot more consistent. So... Uh, right here, right now, if I was, bu- if I wanted to put one player into my team, I'd be an idiot if I didn't say Anthony Gordon. But when Rashford's at his very best, I think he's yeah. better than Gordon. That's the answer.
1: Yeah, and it just ties back to we've said it and I've said it on this podcast. Rashford needs to leave in the summer just because, not because of his performance, not because of anything else, just to have a fresh start, get away from Manchester United, and really go out to maybe even a Madrid, a Barcelona, and showcase what he can do. Free of sort of everything that's been put around him at Manchester United.
0: I said that about eighteen months ago, and people use it as a clip to say I don't like Rashford. I I, I don't know how that can be interpreted as that. Sometimes you look at a player, it's go, anything you are being player. nice to him, exactly. And I think I think you're absolutely right. And the worrying thing for Rashford is I like Rashford, but obviously I do the United stand. I'm telling you now, he has lost a large percentage of that fan base, and it's not just because of the last few weeks. It's been happening probably for the last two years. And, uh, you know, you know what fans are like. I don't know whether he can ever get that back because even if he started scoring goals for six months, if he doesn't score for three months, it'll all come back again. I think you're sort of right. I think a move for him is, is pro- probably good for... Probably, uh, first and foremost, it's probably good for him as well. Um, got another one as well, Will. Um, uh, Grealish or Martinelli? This was uh, one from Gobby. the chat.
1: Got bit. Got to be Grealish for me. I'm I'm just glad that I can enjoy Jack Grealish now because he you know he gave me so much pain when he played for Aston Villa as Captain Talisman. I was a bit jealous of the sort of uh relationship he had between Dean Smith and him as captain and local mm. lads really capturing that environment. But Manchester City, I mean, we've talked about it with a few players there, it does feel like Pep takes the individualism out of them. But I'd really like him to star for this England team going forward. But I do worry about the game time that he's going to have at Manchester City. But Grealish over Martinelli all day.
0: Um, Martinelli over Grealish for me for the same reasons as Rashford oh. and um, Gordon. I think on form at the moment, I'd take Martinelli. I, 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 at the top of their game, it's On yeah, it probably is Grealish. But you know what? I think Grealish has got a bit of a problem. It's a lower-key problem than Rashford because Rashford's more high-profile, but he's not establishing himself in that match. It's year three. Year one, didn't establish himself in the team, and you go, well, it's year one. Year two, big part of the team for the treble. Year three, I know he's had a bit of injury, but not in the team again. Doku's come in. He's becoming a bit of a bit-part player when the likes of... Foden and Silva and Alvarez and Doku are getting a lot more minutes than him. He's almost like fifth in the row, fifth choice there. A hundred million pound player. I don't know. I don't know. I heard Sunas on about this on the radio today and he was saying doesn't rate Grealish that much, slows the game down. I think it's a big season for Grealish. I would go Martinelli at the moment on form simply because I don't think Grealish is, you know, getting enough game time. I really don't. I've just had another thought as well. We're doing a poll about whether to keep the jingle or not. Yes or no, do the poll. It's a jingle poll. It's not a jingle bell. It's a jingle poll. Jingle yeah, poll, jingle poll, jingle all the way. I'm full of these.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll do the jingles. You do the um, whatever you do. Um, Obviously, it's a big midweek game of uh, action, but there's some Absolutely mouth warring ties. Manchester United versus Chelsea. We normally do this on a Friday because we've got the midweek
0: games. How are you feeling on Monday evening? It's a bit of an either-or in relation to the Premier League game. Um I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Man United win because Chelsea don't travel well. They're a little a little bit like my dog, and they also <laughs> struggle to score goals, um, which is also like my dog. And Man United are just being written off by a lot of people at the moment, so I think um, I think the um, I think I'd go with the 8pm. Sorry, 8pm. What am I talking about? I'll go with the 8pm. 8 oh, 8 no, pissed again.
1: I've been down I've, the I've forest. done it again.
0: I've done it again. I've been down oh, the old no. wine. No, it's an 8:15 kickoff. That's what I was thinking about, and I was going, "Why is it not 8pm?" Yeah. And then I've said it. It's old age. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Man United win. Will I think the Man United have been written off? Chelsea don't travel well. They don't score many goals, so it'll probably end up being Chelsea four 0 But I'm going to go with the Man United win.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea four uh, nil. Let's have a look at Aston Villa <laughs> versus Manchester City. We spoke oh. about it at the top. It's going to be it's going to be tough, isn't it? Which way do you see this one going?
0: I'm fuming. You know, we talk about TV deals, and again, this is this is where the consumer you, you pay all this money, and they what do they do? They put Luton. Against Arsenal on Tuesday. And then they put Man United Chelsea and Man City Villa at the same bloody time on Wednesday. And I'm like, there's even games on Thursday Spurs West Ham. And I'm like, I want to watch Man City Villa. It's one of the most exciting games of the week. And I also want to watch Man United Chelsea. And I don't believe you can watch two games at the same time. I think you can catch goals and moments, but you can't watch them both at the same yeah. time. I want Villa to win. I want Villa to win. No Rodri for Man City. If Villa perform like they have done at home over recent weeks, they can get something here. But they can't if they if they if they're in awe of Man City, they won't. They've got to go for them. Like that's what Spurs did well in the second half. Villa have got to go at them and intimidate them with the crowd as well. Up the Villa. Um, I'm going to go with the Villa. Villa win.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll have to sort of look at this friendship say going that. forward. But I'm going to go.
0: for He'll do anything a score, for this podcast, draw. but he won't say that.
1: But I won't say that. I'm going to go for a score draw, Manchester City score early on, and then Aston Villa score an injury time equaliser. That's what I'm going for.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Um, right. Shall we do our quiz? I'm very excited about this. Are you ready for it, Will, or have you got any other either rolls? Or- either-
1: I got one about England, but uh, to be fair, even, you know I'm yeah, a Southgate sympathizer, and even I'm not bothered about that. Going to the quiz, I've got five great Ooh. clues, and
0: Ooh. I'm really before happy about Before the quiz, it. before the quiz though, oh. before the quiz, I can't remember what I was doing on what day was it? When did they do the Euros draw?
1: Sat- uh, it was Friday or Saturday, I think.
0: Saturday. 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 Late, it, was. it was
1: like Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a watch along of uh, Arsenal against Wolves, and people are like, are you going to stay live and do the Euros draw? I was like, one, I didn't even know it was on, and two, no. People were really excited about it, and I'm like, we've just had an international break that just about killed us all, and now people are getting <laughs> excited about an international draw for something in fucking June. I'm like, real football's on. Why do people... Uh-huh. I, thought, I thought we just pretended we liked international football. Now, I will be watching the Euros, but you know what happens to me in the summer? Foot, real football ends you think oh my god I've got two months of no football and then there's an international tournament that's actually quite interesting you go I'm jumping in that bubble but I don't I don't give a shit about the draw when real football's on I'd rather be watching Loops and yeah, Sheffield United than a Euros draw
1: but I think that shows that's so again the elitism that some football fans have of like as a Birmingham City fan which I don't know if I've mentioned before um, you like when the England's fixtures get announced that's something to really get behind and really support and you know you sort of write am I going over here with the lads on this day right we've got to go to the pub on here and you can just sort of build your summer and it's very exciting
0: have they given the fixture dates out yet then no yeah it's all out there yeah it's all done route to the finals here brilliant okay Um, well as I've said before England England, Southgate has to win this tournament or is he a bigger flop than he already is quiz time Gold Goldbridge quiz time. Goldbridge and Brazier quiz time. We need a name. Give us a name. But basically, the way this works is five clues of a player that Will's got in his head. If I guess it on the first clue, I get five points. Second clue, four points. Third clue, three points, and et cetera, et cetera. What's the overall scores week on week, Will? Because I've won the last two weeks. So I must be winning by, what, 10 nil or something?
1: do the math it doesn't really work out like that
0: because we haven't done 10 quizzes you prat Um, no it's 4-2 to you you've got a 2 point lead and the the great thing about this is Will really should win this because he's better at this than me but uh, do you want to go oh I I won last week so I choose who goes first Uh, well being as I'm going to be polite and I've got a Christmas jumper on would you prefer to go first or second, Will? Because I know you bottle it. If uh, in certain situations you you feel the pressure, if you're second, do you want to? Do you want to go first on this one? Shall I read mine out? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll go first. Yeah.
0: Okay, so five. Cl- you could get this one. Oh, I'm not gonna do that because you know it's like it's like the person who goes, "Oh, this is so easy," and you start smiling in your head, and then you go, "Fuck, it's not." So you could get this one, but so could everyone else at home. And people loved my Mares one last week. I think the Mares one last week was a bit like, if you know it, you know it, and if you don't, you yeah. struggle. And yeah, it
1: was good. So lots fr- going. Out- I was on Kante, but I had Mares.
0: First clue. Get ready, everybody at home. Um, I have 56 caps for England and I scored 10 goals.
1: I have 56 caps. Makes me sound, sound him like he's still playing. 10 goals. No, I, no. Uh, I, let,
0: let me help you then. I had 56 caps for England and I scored okay. 10 goals.
1: 10 goals. Um, Emil Heskey. Eh, eh,
0: no. Clue two, I played for five Premier League clubs with only one of them signing me for a fee. All of the others got me on a free transfer. The fee was 6.6 million. This million. Is, this is, this, 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 I've done really well this week because I, I, I'm, I was impressed when I was reading about it myself. I was like, well, these are good clues that I've made up, but I'm really surprised about that. He played for five Premier League clubs, obviously a good player because he had 56 caps for England, Um, but he only ever went for one fee and that was his first move and it was £6.6 I
1: think he's got bigger fees when he was younger, but James Milner sprang to mind.
0: Good guess. Not quite right. Um, One of the six clubs, one of the six clubs, uh, sorry, one of the five clubs I played for um, was when I joined Abramovich's Chelsea Revolution from West Ham, to Chelsea, I was one of the six players that went from West Ham to Chelsea to join his Abramovich revolution. So there you go, you know his first Joe move Cole. was West Ham to Chelsea. He's done it! He's bloody done it! Yes, I was hoping that you might go down the whole <laughs> Glenn Johnson or Frank Lampard route, but uh yeah, clue four would have been Chelsea to Liverpool and clue five would have been currently a pundit for TNT.
1: Yeah, lovely. Alright, you ready for mine?
0: That was good. So you got it on clue three, which means you get three, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, clue number one for you. Well, I'm in trouble now. I have now. won the Premier League. I'm in trouble now. F- I've w- right, I'm sorry. Okay, ready. I've won the Premier League, FA Cup and the League Cup.
2: Um,
0: Mo Salah.
1: Incorrect. I I have been part of two. I've been I've played for two separate teams and been relegated on two separate occasions.
2: Hmm. Just got you thinking, Johnny Evans. Incorrect.
1: I scored a goal for England.
0: That was a good guess.
2: That's not Johnny
1: Evans. I scored a goal for England at a European Championship.
2: Um,
0: Well, it's not Jamie Vardy, is it? No. No.
1: No, incorrect. I have played under Tony Pulis, Manuel Pellegrini and Fabio Capello.
2: Pulis, Pellegrini and Fabio Capello. Um, It can't be him because we've had him before. Oh, I can't think who it is. It's in my bloody head. Played for Stoke
0: and Man City. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Richard Dunn, that's just a completely knobhead guess. I've lost anyway.
1: No, incorrect. I once tweeted a picture of a car on Twitter after losing a game for Aston Villa.
0: Oh, I'm having a right brain blank here. because because I know I've lost. Petulance has just kept in. Um, car, Aston Villa, played for no, Pulis. That was one of the teams I got
1: right? relegated with. Um, won all these competitions oh, with Manchester
0: I'm gonna kick, City I'm going to kick myself here I can only Jody think of Lescott. fucking James Milner who played for Villa oh, I don't even like him that's why he's not even in my he's not, I wouldn't even respect him enough to put him in my head nope <laughs> nice guy terrible pundit terrible player Man City Get out. you you, you, you See, I've I've exposed a weakness here. If you put Man City players in, I'm automatically going to just brain blank them anyway, especially bloody Jolene Lescott. Well done. If you got that at home, well done. Will Will had to go shitty this week to try and get a point back, and it worked. (laughs) I had to go a little bit easy on him because of last week. But uh, no, fair play. James Milner uh, was not my pick. It was Joe Cole and uh, Jolene Lescott. So there we go. Well done. I'm happy with that. Uh, fantastic podcast. Uh, look, it's a big, big week. So uh, we've got bumper podcasts this week. Friday is going to be very busy, you know, discussing uh, some of the results from midweek and then obviously looking forward to the head uh, 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 the next weekend as well. Uh, this is what we wanted when that rubbish international break was going on. I hope you really enjoyed the show. We've been topical, but also bigger topics as well around the TV deal and potential goalkeepers at Newcastle as well, but thoroughly enjoyed it, Will. I hope you have as well.
1: Yeah, it's the last show that you'll hear before next week's live show and I think there's very, 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 very limited tickets available. So if you do want to come uh, have a look online, I think I'm doing something
0: on there, Mark, but it's going to be a great night, isn't it? Yeah, he thinks he is. No, he is. Um, uh, Manchester, (laughs) Monday, Manchester Century Hall. Just search uh, United Stand Not So Silent Night. In the second half of the show, we've got something that we'd love you to be there if you're going to be a goldbridge ultra where you can stand up and say goldbridge you can just shout no don't shout goldbridge just go ultras oh, ultras oh, we'd love to see you there uh christmas show and uh we've got a quiz in the second half which is this podcast against the football fill-in against the united stand so it's going to be a really good uh, quiz. I've read the questions um, and it's, and, it, and there's some really good ones in there. There's one about the Suez Canal. So uh, don't tell Foster anyone like that, but I know the answers. I'm just going <laughs> to pretend. I'm going to fake it a bit. Get a couple wrong, and go, ah, oh, and then just win it at the end. It's great when you know the answers. Um, yeah. Thanks, Will. Cheers, pal. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to get your vote in on the poll, the jingle poll and uh, get your comments and questions and recommendations in on the Spotify uh, question section as well or the iTunes. We'll speak to you later.